Now that we're done jiggling and juggling cameras and lights and it kind of looks okay. I mean, I'm not happy with it, but it doesn't matter. Today is a day for the record books. class. Welcome to the podcast where I, Devin Pierce, bring you the tools of my toolbox. So whether you are a parent, going to be a parent, or you're just adulting and want to be a better human being, it is my goal to help make you better equipped for the great adventure of life. Welcome to Dad's class. We are live over at mixer.com slash dad's class for the last time. Mixer is ending their services this July, and we're getting ahead of it by rounding ourselves off. It is the 40th episode of the show. It is the 15th episode of Season 2. It is July 1st, 2020. Happy Canada Day to my fellow Canadians, and an early Independence Day for our continental neighbors in the United States. Uh, due to severe, well, I'm going to say severe, but significant amounts of rain... Our local fireworks are being postponed and being done up on Saturday, so I get to pretend I'm American this year and celebrate uh, Canada Day on the 4th. How are you folks doing? I've had a eh, an interesting 72 hours. A lot has happened in the last, since Monday. It's been crazy. And we're going to talk about that. Since our last class, which we talked about uh, the fact that music is good for you, it's good for your children, it's good for adults, uh, not only in maintaining our mental development, but also in our overall health. I hope you guys had a chance to read some of the resources from last week's class, and honestly, I hope you guys found a way to add music to your life a little bit. I uh, <laughs> made a TikTok of myself doing a trumpet-like sound, talking about music being good for you. And I did it with a styrofoam cup and a styrofoam cup that my wife had cut the bottom off of. Music takes all kinds of forms. Being musical takes all kinds of forms. So don't limit yourself just because you don't have an instrument or anything. I also had to completely re-record that episode because I didn't have sound when we were live. Last week's show did not have anybody in the chat. So, there was nobody to tell me, Hey, you don't have any sound. And having been off for that week, uh, for the wedding, I didn't notice. I have, you know, I've known where to look to make sure I have sound on my programs and stuff. But... Completely skipped my mind. I was just having fun. I was enjoying myself, having lovely conversation, and I had to do it all over again. Uh, this week we had our top five Tuesday, where we looked back at my live streamed wedding and talked about some lessons I learned from that process. I'm thinking I might end up doing a follow up, not like a maybe even call it a part two of more lessons that have come out of this whole process of this wedding. It was a very different experience 
um, for myself and for my spouse who both been married before. But we're gonna see about maybe touching on a few more things or I might just leave it as comments over on last uh, Tuesday's episode. Not sure yet, we'll see how it comes. Today we turned 40 episodes old. Um, we, we already talked about how Mixer is shutting down. So this is our last episode here on Mixer. However, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be moving our live streams over to our Facebook page. If you haven't found us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash dad's class. All one word, all that jazz, no punctuation. And you can give us a thumbs up, a like over there, and make sure you turn on your notifications so that you see if and when we go live. How I've been doing notifying people through Facebook that we have the live shows as I've been doing a Facebook event page and then telling them to come over to Mixer. I haven't decided if we're going to be streaming directly to the event pages or if we're going to be streaming to the main page. If you enjoy the raw, unedited versions, come check it out. It'll be on Facebook. Moving forward, that's about it for recap. Today's class, guys, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to commemorate our final episode here on Mixer. We're going to do this by looking back and looking forward. A little bit of reflection and a little bit of foresight. We're on episode 40. We are 68 weeks old. So taking into account known holiday things and stuff that would have come up. We probably should have been closer to 62 episodes by now. And well into season 3. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Because of a variety of different things, you know. Last year, the wife and I went on a trip to Texas. Then we went to get a family road trip for her family reunion. Uh, September of last year... We had a full month's worth of episodes, but they were like here and there and there and here and very sporadically done up throughout the month. We had had the goal for this season of having interviews, and that was going to be our focus. We were going to bring in a bunch of people, talk to a bunch of people. COVID happened. You think that would have made it easier to get people on a web phone call to talk about things, but apparently not. We did have two interviews. We had Miles on the show, and we had... Uh, my friends Ashley and Rayanne on the show, they talked to us about uh, artificial insemination and they had themselves their little boy uh, just the other day. Eight pounds, 13 ounces, I think. Beautiful, squishy little face, baby, and I love it. Um, so that was cute. That's cool to see. I still would have liked to have had more interviews this season, so hopefully we can at least hit that number two. We've set a goal for season three, and we'll see if we can uh, exceed that goal moving forward. Now, back in the fall of last year, the show kind of fell off the rails, and we left that personal things. Didn't talk about it. We had the final episode in the fall was September 21st, and then... We had a like four-minute, hey, I haven't died, the podcast is still alive thing in October. 
We had one episode in November. And we had two in December. And that's going to bring us into our main topic for today. Before we go ahead and look forward, we're going to talk about what happened there. And it's funny how when you talk about these things, it doesn't get easier. Maybe in 20 years it will, but right now it doesn't. Also, a trigger warning. Today's topic is going to be child abuse. On September 30th of last year, I got a phone call from Child Family Services. That's who deals with family and children's safety in Alberta. After not one of my children, biological children, but one of their half-siblings' schools reported some issues. Out of that, over at my ex-wife's house, all four kids let out an array of neglect and various forms of abuse that had occurred at that home. And the sad part of it is, it didn't get better. In the province of Alberta, child abuse is more or less tailored under the Family Youth and Enhancement Act, something to that effect. It was uh, all done up in 2011 to take a bunch of older acts and smash them into one. Under that, they outline a bunch of different things, including how... Like, they straight up set out examples of what child abuse is. Four years ago, I had concerns about the care my children were receiving. I had been categorizing my concerns. But, you know, as a parent, sometimes you're overprotective. and Sometimes you question, well, maybe I'm just exaggerating. Maybe it's not that bad. So I sat down with this entire legal document. And I sat down with notes of my concerns. And I outlined, okay, this fits this. Hell, this is exactly the example they used for this type of abuse. That kind of thing. I organized it all. I submitted it to Child Family Services four years ago. And I was told that as a male, how would I know the difficulties of raising children? And how dare I? suggest that I knew better than she did. I tried for the next couple of years kicking and screaming, fighting, going to court sometimes three times in a month. Court dates, filing papers, responding to papers. Did the majority of it of myself. When I did have a lawyer, all that did was take away my money. And my kid's safety was never improved. My kid's safety was never even considered an issue. I had judges, multiple lawyers that I tried to hire, 
and Child Family Services here in Alberta all have the same general opinion that, well, she's the mother, so she is right and you're wrong. She couldn't possibly be a child abuser. But she was. Last September, when Child Family Services did get involved after uh, the oldest child of that home started going to a new school, and that new school said, whoa, 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 there's something wrong here. Something needs to be done here. I was on the phone with the agent for Child Family Services that ended up taking over the situation and looking after it. And he admitted to me that upon reviewing the documentation, something should have been done four years ago. It's one thing to feel helpless in a situation, but to find out that your children unnecessarily suffered for four years simply because a woman in it behind a desk took offense to a man trying to protect his children, that's bullshit. And even though that current caseworker admitted something should have been done four years ago, it didn't get better. And I'm, like I said, it's hard to talk about these things. More or less, the system failed my kids horribly. And um, in last January, I made that decision. I went up to work up in a work camp away from home and try to get some money together because we realized that Child Family Services had no intention of keeping these children safe. They didn't care about these children. You know, maybe there are some that do, but my experience, they don't. Um, February came about, and as you guys know, my oldest son is, has ADHD, so he has um, medication that he's on for that. The type of medication he was on at the time um, was Adderall. Adderall can be abused if you don't have ADHD. It's a narcotic. If you do have ADHD, it just brings your brain up to normal. And... Uh, my ex wanted to have a fresh out of rehab individual looking after my son when she wasn't home. And I'm like, that doesn't seem fair to the person who just got out of rehab. And somewhere among this, we found out that she wasn't even giving him his medication. And uh, talking to the teachers, they noticed, but just didn't say anything to us. Even though under that same act, teachers are legally required to report absolutely anything. Fun fact, if your kid is a picky eater and you only ever send them the same thing every single day, that is actually enough cause under the Alberta legislation for a teacher to report potential child abuse because you're not providing them with a diverse enough diet. And there could be other conditions going on in the home that might need some sort of help, aid, or assistance to improve the child's uh, dietary consumption. So, there's that. 
Um, but the, the school noticed that every other week, this kid couldn't function in school and said nothing. Um, I digressed a little bit there, but we expressed our concerns. We were told to F off. Child Family Services told us that it didn't concern us about what was going on at that other home. I said it, it does because it involves these children. And I was told I was wrong. So I went to a judge. I explained the situation. And I was given uh, temporary custody, full custody of my kids. Um, after the judge heard this and was shocked that Child Family Services was okay with that situation. Um, I also, that job I went to in January ended at the end of January, for me anyways. And so I spent all of February focusing on this, you know, going to court and getting custody of my kids. And, you know, that was almost... Five years to the day, our first custody arrangement, to us getting custody of these kids. And that's four years of that with known child abuse going on in the other home. I just happened to get lucky. I just happened to find a judge who heard what I had to say, heard my concerns, and was shocked that nobody else had cared. But it took four years of knowing my kids were being abused before anybody did anything. If you guys remember back to it was episode three of season two, we talked about co-parenting, parallel parenting, and counter-parenting. And in that I talked about how if you're going to parallel parent, which is essentially like they drive their boat, you drive your boat, and except for when you come together to exchange passengers, there's no conversation. And I stressed strongly at that point that even though you're supposed to be minding your own P's and Q's, which is what we were told to do by judges and child family services, you need to keep binoculars on that other boat. Ask questions. You know, when things don't line up, ask more questions. Like when my daughter went to school with a black eye that nobody knows how she got. And things like that. And once this all happened and we had the kids for a little while and after that, my daughter cut all her own hair, big chunks of it out <laughs> at school. Um, she never really talked about it, but it kind of felt like it was a, well, if I can't hide it anymore, then maybe somebody will pay attention. That's what it felt like, but she never really talked about it with us. So if you take nothing else out of this entire show, out of all 40 episodes of this show, Take that out of this. Not that we need more things to worry about with everything that's been going on in the world, but the more you, the digger, the deeper you dig into it, the scarier this place is.
And then COVID happened, and our youngest kid is uh, immune compromised and gets ends up in the hospital when he gets the common cold, that fun stuff. So you know, we've been on pretty much a full lockdown. And with that, we've been creating a bunch of content. We've had our Top 5 Tuesdays have been coming out regularly. Our podcast has been almost every single week uh, since March, right? Third month of the year. February was a wash. You know, I tried looking for other work. I tried focusing on my relationship with my kids after being gone away for a month. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed (laughs) being in quarantine because although, yes, we have gotten on each other's nerves by not having a break from each other at all, any of us, it's also been nice to know that we've had this opportunity to spend so much time together because normally we wouldn't have had that. All good things must come to an end. So, looking forward with the podcast, the there's going to be changes. Besides moving from Mixer to Facebook with our live streams, I may have a new job starting. Not that I really want to go back to work because COVID is still a thing and people are still dying and my kid still gets really sick from anything. But as my spouse and I talked about it, we opted that it would be better that I found work before the government decided they weren't going to have these assistance programs to help out families like ours. Then for them to decide, hey, we're not doing this anymore, and us have to scramble to try and find an income source for our household. So that's going to probably throw a wrench into some things for us here on the show. And then... So my wife, the wonderful, intelligent, beautifully smart woman that she is, has come up with this idea for, I'm going to call it a memory-driven childhood. So our focus this summer is less screen time, especially after doing all of their schooling in front of a computer screen for the last however many months of school. You know, we're really trying to pull away from that. And so less screen time and more life experiences for the kids. You know, she wants to get back into geocaching, um, doing things like camping. We went camping for our honeymoon. We set up the tents in the backyard for the kids to go camping in the backyard. Going camping, camping. We have two tents, so we set up our bigger tent with one of those hard plastic kiddie pools in it. So we can just zip up the tent, keep the bugs out, keep the grass out, all that fun stuff. And it's right in the backyard. Uh, We want to take the kids exploring, and not just exploring outside but exploring their knowledge and getting them to try new things and learn new things and you know growing outside and away from just school as their educator now these are all great goals for your kids as well for an amazing summer uh unfortunately these things do take time and with uh, me potentially having this new job and it's going to mean that i have greater restrictions on my time. So the more time I put into this new job and the more time I put into giving my kids this experience-based summer that we're 
striving for, well, it's going to be pretty hard to come down here three nights a week and uh, also produce content for this channel. I'm going to try and find a workaround. I would like to still get the podcast going out. You know, I've talked to myself about uh, packing up some of my equipment so I can still at least put out an audio version of the podcast, maybe a little video. have to see what it looks like with this job as things come and go with it. Uh, for this next week, though, I'm focusing on wedding edits. Uh, we, you know, we have video footage from before the wedding, our rehearsal dinner. I've done that edit. I haven't done the edit yet for our actual wedding. I've started. I got all the files into a folder, and we're going from there. But yes, the next week may be void of content due to me focusing on the wedding edits. So keep an eye on our socials, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or even on YouTube. Uh, for new videos to be coming out, but don't hold your breath for next week. I would love to, but I'm not sure yet. When we do come back, though, for the podcast, we will be in season three of the show. One of the things I am still hoping to accomplish within the upcoming season three is to keep moving forward with interviews and also to really push our fundraiser. Oh, this hand. For the Extra Life uh, fundraiser so for those who don't know or haven't really looked into it the extra life fundraiser extra life the program is actually owned by children's miracle network hospitals uh, they assumed them into their co company um, shortly after its inception and the money is very much straight to the hospital that you're supporting it's like I think there's a dollar fifty fee, maybe, for um, paperwork and stuff. They're very upfront with it, very straightforward about it. Hey, do you want to pay this or do you want it to come out of your uh, donation? So you can pay your donation, and on top of it, you can pay the processing fee separately so that the hospital gets your full donation. It is all processed in American dollars. That is outside of my control. But um, all this does go to benefit the Edmonton Stollery Children's Hospital here in Alberta. I don't know why I'm not wearing my dad's class shirt. I didn't think to put it on this morning. I should have. But as always, guys, if you would like to support the show, if you'd like to keep the show and the YouTube channel as a project that I continue to work on, we do have merchandise. There is links in the description of this and every week's episode over at teespring.com. And I realized I never finished my show notes because I had to go deal with children at some point and forgot about it and then started playing with the lights and the cameras and that kind of stuff. I, yeah, trying to change the lighting around in here a little bit, but didn't work. <laughs> I'm still frazzled by talking about the bullshit that my kids have gone through. It's not fair to them. And uh, maybe that's where we're going to get our question from today. Question of the week. Have you ever had to deal with some form of child family services? They have different names in different areas. All throughout Canada, each province deals with this individually. Let me know. Tell me your story, guys. I've seen some pretty messed up stuff on the internet. 
with regards to dealing with custody situations. So share your story. Let it be heard. As with every episode, guys, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. So please rate the show on whatever podcast app you are using. Uh, Leave comments over on the YouTube channel down below the bridge where all the trolls live. If you have something to say, you can also follow the show over at Twitter with at dad's class. Send us a tweet. Tell us what you thought about the show. Tell me to get bent. I don't care. Every interaction is a good interaction. Helps me grow as a person. You can also find us over at facebook.com slash dadsclass, and that is where, going forward, our live streams will be. If you'd like to help support the show, be sure to send us your recommendations throughout any of those kind of ways. You can also email me personally at crownso at gmail.com, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, the number zero, at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Discord, and Xbox with at CrownSO. If you found this class informative, be sure to save it. No, be sure to share it with your friends. Be safe out there. Be kind. Ask questions. And listen to people. Hear them. Thanks for listening, guys. And that is another Daz class. Yay! Jazz hands.